Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey, Changemakers. I am super excited to announce Today is the 50th podcast episode on grant writing and funding. So thank you so much for listening because without you, I would not be doing this podcast. So because you are tuning in and we're getting more and more subscribers and people downloading the podcast episodes every single day, we are going to continue providing value and, you know, just action items for you as we continue on. And I really hope you guys liked the interview last week with Dylan Mary. Um, Super awesome things that he's doing. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to it yet, please uh, check it out. And it's also on YouTube. So lots and lots of fun with with, uh, Dylan. And you know, the reason we connected is because he joined the Facebook group fund my nonprofit. And if you have not joined that Facebook group, please go ahead. It is a closed group, but if you put a request on there, um, (laughs) definitely accept you. Um, If you're part of a nonprofit or if you were looking to do more grant writing, that sort of thing. Um, But it is a Facebook group where myself, Steve Vick from Nonprofit Ally, who does, he's like a crowdfunding guru for nonprofits, and Alexander Pollock Black, uh, or Black Pollock, sorry, she does earned income for nonprofits. So a lot of the stuff we talked about a couple episodes ago, is stuff she totally um, like you know she goes on about as well she's done a lot of case studies she's really good on creating products and services to create income for nonprofits so anyway the three of us um, you know myself coming from the grant writer forte but I also do a lot of the different things we also cross over of course <laughs> into each other's fields but you know we want it instead of competing to work together and we just it's so much fun working with the two of them and all of you that are on the Facebook group so any questions that you guys have please post them on the Facebook group and it's just a great way to connect um that was one thing Dylan and I were just chatting through that Facebook group about different ways to increase funding for his nonprofit and then I said hey you know it was kind of going off subject so I was like let's go ahead and talk on in, in a private message so we were chatting and then I was like oh my gosh it would be great for you to be on the podcast to kind of share your challenges and solutions and to inspire others so definitely there's a lot of connections you can make sometimes it feels abstract because it's like Facebook but I mean it is a way to create relationships and solutions and all these other cool things so I absolutely love it and I love Steve and I love Alex and we've never met in person we've only we do a lot of zoom uh, meetings and we chat a lot on the phone and we you know through Facebook messenger and all of this but I feel like I've known them so long and we're just like really good friends so it's kind of funny but technology can be pretty awesome anyway so let's get into today's episode so a couple episodes ago we talked about how to create cash for your nonprofit right like first off review let's review from last year from 2018 and say okay what kind of products and services did you have if you had any 
and what had the most value, provided the most value for your nonprofit, and made you the most money with the least amount of time. And we also looked at grants and we looked at fundraising. So now we're gonna look at in-kind resources. So a lot of people don't necessarily put out a matrix for resources and include the in-kind resources. So what do I mean by in-kind resources? Well, these are donated goods, services, and people that offset your costs. So a lot of times you may say, okay, you know, with our products and with our services and the grants and the fundraising, we were able to raise $100,000. But for our services that we provide for our beneficiaries, we need $150,000 per year, a million dollars or whatever that is, right? And we have not reached that. So we need to do more. How else can we do this? And that's great. You can still look at those products that you create, the services you provide, the fundraising that you do, and to go after more grants. But you should also consider the in-kind, so the donated goods, services, and people that help offset those costs, because maybe that makes up the difference. And we're gonna talk about that today. So maybe that makes up the difference of that $50,000 that you need because people are donating those goods. So you don't need to work your butt off <laughs> to go make more money, but you just need to form those relationships and people will actually donate them to you. And then you'll form more relationships and it's actually a really good thing to do. All right, as we look at this, let's go ahead and look at goods first. So goods are like products basically. And I want you to think about, here's some examples. IT resources, and these are because these are common ones that I see. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and share some examples of some very common goods or products that I see that are in-kind resources for non nonprofits. So a lot of you guys work with IT providers, which is awesome, and they provide cell phones, for instance, at no charge. They provide printers or computers or software, and they do not charge your organization for that. So that is something you definitely wanna track. Which ones did you get? And let's go ahead and look, let's do a review and prepare. All right, so let's go ahead and review for 2018, or even if you want to do 2017 so you have an entire year, at least at this time, the podcast is going out but obviously if you're listening to this in 2019 go ahead and do 2018 all right so go ahead and make a list of all of the service or all of the goods that you've gotten and these could be canned food for your pantry or canned food for your animals if you have an animal shelter if you had cubicles donated to your office furniture washers and dryers for your thrift store i don't know like there's so many different things that you could get as goods maybe sporting goods maybe you got basketballs and nets clothes from thrift or like thrift store clothes like people donated clothes to your thrift store or sport uniforms or school uniforms or books maybe you got school books donated to you magazines professional development books there's so many different things that you could have had donated and I'm not talking about grant provided or grant funded goods I'm talking about donated goods so if you can make a list of all of those donated goods that you received and what you want to do is also who did you get it from what is the point of contact do you have their information still like their phone number and their their email right are you going to reach out to them again and how you're going to ask yourself this is once again did it provide value maybe you had 10 computers donated to you but this is another thing i commonly see they were so awful and outdated that you had to take them directly to the landfill and you had to pay the price for that. Like you had to pay the price to dispose of those. So really you got nothing of value and you actually had to pay. So basically you were doing a service for this company that donated you the computers because you had to pay to go get rid of it. You are not a trash or a rubbish company. And I hate that. A lot of people with nonprofits, you know, especially if you have a thrift store, people just donate awful, just junk to you and then you have to go and pay to get rid of it. I've seen nonprofits have these huge 
huge trash bins outside and it's just full of all this donated junk and then they have to pay a huge fee just to get rid of it. That is not helpful. So if those are the kind of donations you're getting, cross them out. You do not want to deal with those companies any longer. You can even talk to them about it. Look, we had to pay this bill and <laughs> you know, this is what you got. This is not providing any value for nonprofits. So please don't do this. Also look at your things before you take them. You know, thank you so much for calling us up and telling us you had these computers, but no, thank you. We do not want them. You know, that's fine as well. Right. And the reason I'm stressing this is because I've seen this happen a lot and it makes me really mad. But anyway, so, you know, even like super expired food that they donate or just, you know, things that you can't use. So go ahead and make sure that you are not a junk store. You don't want to associate with those people who are just throwing their junk on you. Right. But then there's some great organizations that are giving you amazing things like just gently use things that could really help benefit or brand new things, right? That are really, really helpful. So you wanna be able to say, okay, next year in 2019, we wanna go back to those companies or maybe we wanna ask them to be a cash sponsor. We wanna develop that relationship with them. So questions to ask are, what donated goods did your nonprofit get last year? Which donated goods were the easiest to get? Which donated goods provided the most value? And what donated goods will your profit seek next year? Now these might be new goods because you have new projects rolling out. All right, so you wanna go ahead and say, okay, who can we start asking? Services. All right, services that you do not get charged for. Now these are not the services that you're, like we talked about in the last podcast, that you're actually selling. These are services that are provided to you at no cost. So it could be a space, maybe it's your office, right? You have a headquarters in a building that's like say a bank building and they provide you a small room at no cost. That is definitely, you know, and it costs, the value is $1,000 a month, so that's $12,000 a year. So you wanna be tracking all of these different services that are provided to your nonprofit at no cost. So make sure you make them into a budget and make them into an in-kind budget. And a good reason for all of this too is when you're tracking it, then you can use this as matching for some grants. So some grants may say, I need a $12,000 match. And if you said, oh my gosh, that's perfect because we have this donated, this space donated to us and we provide that project that we're asking for funding in that space, right? But if you said, oh, we can use that, but you're not using that room for the project that you applied for the grant for, then you can't use that as a match. So just keep that in your mind. You have to be using the space or whatever it is you're saying for matching for that specific project that you're asking for funding for, right? Okay, so some other kinds of services might be printing. So maybe there's a company that provides printing at no cost, or maybe there's a marketing company, maybe there's a newspaper or something that says, okay, um, for you to publish your fundraiser in our newspaper, we're not gonna charge you and we're gonna be a sponsor for that, right? So you wanna be tracking all of that. So these are different kinds of services that are provided to you and that you do not pay for. So what I want you guys to do is to make a whole list of all of the services that were provided for your nonprofit at no cost last year and which donated services were the easiest to get, right? The best partnerships that were being formed. They saved you the most money, took the least amount of time and provided the most value. Remember that whole that whole little connection of that circle. What donated services were the, they gave you the best outcome and the impact for your nonprofit and what donated services will your nonprofit seek next year? So once again, you wanna be able to reflect and then prepare. Okay, and moving into our third part of the podcast is people. Now people is volunteers, interns, professionals, all right? So 
volunteers or interns who helped out with any projects, maybe they helped out with fundraisers, or maybe they helped out with teaching specific classes for youth that you serve, or, you know, running a Capoeira class, or maybe they were doing clerical work and answering phones and they were helping with the overhead of your organization. Um, maybe you had people actually helping with the fundraising development, or you had someone writing grants for you at no cost. So these are great things that you can include and say, okay, how many people, how many hours, what was the value? So if we had to pay that person, what would that value be? And then you can really get a good idea of, wow, they're really helping our organization. The other part, of course, is pro bono professional. So maybe you get legal advice at no cost. Maybe somebody's doing bookkeeping for you at no cost. Or maybe somebody's coming in and training your board of directors at no cost. So you really wanna be able to track how much would that cost if we had to pay for it? What were they doing? Do we need that again next year? All right, so this way you're really tracking everybody that you utilized from the year and then you're saying, well, what do we need next year? You know what? We really need training for our staff on ethics or, you know, something like that. And you could start, okay, let's reach out to the university and see what professors are teaching ethics and ask them, hey, do you have some interns that could come over and teach some of these classes for our staff? Or could you yourself, would you be willing to donate your time? And, you know, we'll put the university's logo on our website and really promote you guys. Um, you know, something like that. So what kind of things, like as we are entering into the new year, what kind of things do you really want to build upon through people? And of course, with this said too, is how are you going to appreciate them? So, and I like, you know, that's just the example I use. We're going to put your website or your logo on our website and we're going to, you know, stream it live or something and show the value that you're giving our nonprofit. And you get to put that on your resume because you have to do a certain amount of service hours in the community or something like that, right? Or you can publish a paper on this this whole experience or something. I don't know. But you want to be able to provide value for all of your people or volunteers, right? Because all of them are, no matter if you're a straight up volunteer, intern or professional, they're all providing no cost services. So how can you provide them value back? Do you have an annual volunteer appreciation day? You know, is there something that you can give to them that really makes them more connected? So every year you're not trying to find new people to help you with, new volunteers. Like you already have relationships. Of course, you're going to have new interns possibly, right? But it could be with the same university or the same college. So you want to develop relationships. Okay, so what volunteers, interns, professionals assisted with your nonprofit last year? Which volunteers, interns, professionals were the most willing to give? What volunteers, interns, professionals provided the most help for your nonprofit? And what volunteers, interns, professionals will your nonprofit seek next year. Okay, so as we just wrap up this podcast, some more questions to consider. And I know, like, don't worry, you're like working out right now or cooking dinner. You're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to keep track of all these questions? Go to the show notes, grantwritingandfunding.com. We'll have a whole checklist for you so you can go ahead and really mark these off. These are great questions and activities to bring into your next board meeting or staff meeting and to really get ahead of the next year. So some of these questions, just to wrap them up, are what types of income kind resources did your nonprofit receive last year? What are the projected types of in-kind resources for next year? Will your estimated in-kind resources fund your nonprofit's budget needs? Could be. What is the lowest hanging in-kind resource fruit to increase? All right, what can you leverage the most? What is the one thing that you should really concentrate on the most from each of these things? All right, so the goods, what is the one lowest hanging fruit that you're like, if we just put all of our energy into that because it's providing the most value, uh, it takes the least amount of time, right? All of those kind of things. Then 
what is it? And let's just focus on that right now. The same thing with services and the same thing with people, okay? And of course, what is your strongest in-kind research, or research, resource? And what are other ways to appreciate your in-kind donors and develop long-term relationships? So these are great questions to answer. If you want to share some of your answers, please do so in the nonprofit Facebook group, Fund My Nonprofit, or send me an email with some of these and say, hey, if you have any more questions about these. I know these are big subjects and they're big questions and they may take a little bit of time for you to sit down and do, but let me tell you, it's going to be well worth your time. In-kind is super important. It can really offset so many costs. It can build credibility in your community because you're leveraging all your resources around you and it can help with that matching grant component. All right, guys, I hope you're doing fabulous and I hope to hear from you soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.